expert. If every other coach is thinking that, and he's the first coach that said that, it's like, you don't have to say shit. Like, if everybody <laughs> thinks that, you don't have to say it. Like, Rosie, you made a point like, well, I get what he's trying to say. He could have recruited the same 500 people without saying shit. Like, there was no benefit to him saying that. There's not one. What up, what up, what up, what up? It's Three Brothers No Sense, your favorite barbershop-style podcast. I am Tavares Ferguson, a.k.a. Ferg. Join my co-hosts, Rozzy and Buff. But first, before we jump in, I want to take a second to say Happy International Women's Month. So with that being said, fellas, what's on your mind? Speaking of women... Uh, I don't know what the other two brothers are going to say, so I can't definitively say this, but I think you are marked safe, listeners, from Sierra's dress and and whether or not Russell should have let her wear it or not and whether or not he's lame. I think you're marked safe, but you know Razzie is a wild card, so you never know. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) we shall see by the conclusion of this show, but I think y'all are safe, man. Are we going to talk about that? Are we, uh, y'all? The fallout of it? I I mean, it was a party. It was a theme for a party. It's not like she was the only one that was with it. Yeah, I mean... I think the, the 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 most of the debate should have been was would you would you be comfortable with your wife wearing that? Yes, no, cool. It, yeah. it shouldn't be it shouldn't be any representation of whether or not Russell is a man or not. Bro. I kinda agree with you. Go ahead. My Go only ahead. pushback is if if you guys have decided that you and her feel comfortable with that, I don't like his pictures. I told you, I would have been so inappropriate in those pictures standing next to her. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you would have seen been. all kind of, impro- of inappropriate gestures and hand motions and all kind of stuff. She like, you're embarrassing me. Because it would have been like, well, you know, he don't got no problem with it. Because at this point, it is what it is. Yeah, he still um, looked so <clears throat> androidish. <laughs> yeah, like he he's a cyborg. So yeah. like I would have been like you like dog that is we know that he is smashing tonight or already smashed before he got here, you know. I'd have had a like a the most inappropriate grin on my face. Right, right. I've been in straight creep mode. I'm like this dude is like <laughs> <laughs> the story had been more about me at this point. It's like he's over sexualizing her, nigga. Look at my life. If you gonna be that. If Z ever wore something like that, which I doubt she would, but even when she wears something just like when my, when, when we go out and she's looking good, you can see my chest rises just a little bit more. I, I say it with my I say everything that night with my chest a little bit more, and his chest wasn't high enough for me. <laughs> so that's just me. Anything mm. else, Rosie? I I I guess I will say. Um, the fallout is what really got me. That whole question in his manhood and all of that. I just, I didn't get it. Like you said, it, that should have been decided before they left the house if he had a problem with it or not, right? 
And once they walked out of the house, it is what it is, like you guys say. And truthfully, I probably wouldn't have a problem with it. If my wife was built like that, like you said, Ferg, I'm like, hey, that's what it is. Nipples weren't showing. I've seen, um, you know, going to the beach and having a bikini on with less skin or more skin showing than what she had in that picture. You know what I mean? So I, I probably wouldn't have a problem with it either way. Well, me and Z already had that conversation. I, I don't like it for my household, but it, every household is different. You know, like that's just for me. There's other conversations we've had around that. But, you know. Yeah. yeah time and place uh, for me, they're not at the beach. So I, I can't use that analogy because they're not at the beach. But it's it's like it's almost like first say like for, for me and mine, I don't think I would be OK with it. But I'm also not going to question him yeah. for for him being okay yeah. with it. Like everybody's different. I'm pro-choice on this. <laughs> <laughs> and just like yeah. when it comes to pro-choice, me and my household, I'm pro-life. You know, like that's my decision. I want to give you the choice in your household to define your relationship and the parameters of your relationship however you want. But in the Ferguson household, we have certain things that we talk about and we talk about not just like, I don't want you wearing that. There's a bunch of whys and all this stuff. Help me understand. And vice versa. There's things that Z doesn't wouldn't want me to do, you know. So it is what it is. It's not controlling. It's conversations and respecting each other's thoughts and wishes as well. So and freedoms, you know, so and there's that age old debate. Does your freedom uh, impose on mine as well? Right. So that's a whole nother conversation. Yeah, I try to be careful with the word let. Like I try to say I wouldn't let or would let. She's mm-hmm. a full functioning adult. Yeah. What I try to stick with is I wouldn't be OK. With yeah, mm-hmm. I wouldn't support it necessarily, yeah. you know, um, and that's the thing, you know, so there's things that Z wouldn't support me doing as well. So it is what it is. That's it. Uh, yep. What else we got? Um, have you guys seen uh, this this whole Chloe Bailey, Idris, whatever his last name is from yeah, So Far? It was mid. The, the, the movie? So what, the, the it's scene. a series, right? But it's only a scene. Yeah, everybody talking about the, the scene. swarm, right? Yeah, yeah. swarm. And uh, he was giving us some back shots or whatever. Um, I go lie, that arch was uh, pretty nice, though. <laughs> Just saying. She, she, you know. I haven't seen it yet, but um, I've been out of I've been out of pocket this these last few days. Yeah, uh, it's, yeah. it's floating. It's floating around. You, you can you can easily see it. <laughs> so go check that out if you haven't seen it. Um, so I I hear why Rizzy? No, I hear the show is actually pretty okay. Uh, so I'm just I'm more so talking about the show than the scene. Go go check out Swarm. Uh, just because I support black creators. Um, because I think there's a black producer on it and everything like that. So we want to, um, you know, really kind of go after and, and support those folks. So go do that. Uh, for me and my nerddom, though, uh, and the gamer in me, Diablo 4, the beta's out right now, but uh, Diablo 4 is dropping. And if you guys have never played Diablo, it is one of the most fun, easiest, but hardest games in the world. Uh, it's a little bit different take on um because of the the angles it's one of those top down kind of angles uh so it's a little weird to get back used to if you're kind of in the first person shooters and everything but uh diablo 4 is actually going to be really really dope um people have been playing diablo 3 since it dropped and it still has a real big following so uh this is a big deal for gamers to uh, move into diablo 4 bird 
I think it's one that you really would like too. It, it gives you a lot, a lot of hack and slash. You can play an archer. Uh, it's got the whole, you know, you know outfit, all about the archer, kit, baby. and all that stuff. Yeah, like so you you can do that, but it's not like super difficult. Uh, so it, it it's a really easy game to get into, but at the he, same time, no, he no, just not, me not a basic, like that. Ba- a basic <laughs> gamer. So for you basic, uh, he wouldn't even call me a gamer. For you basic video game players <laughs> okay all right i'm but still yeah. waiting on harry potter i'm in my mind oh, yeah, right. i'm yeah. still waiting on my um hogwarts, hogwarts legacy yeah yeah so um, diablo uh is gonna it's gonna be big man so uh go check that out and finally anybody have a bracket that got busted i assume everybody because there are no outstanding brackets that are um haven't been busted right now um but the march madness has been wild so just kind of having fun watching all of the shenanigans and the craziness that's been happening with the um, the brackets. So you guys, any like big surprises for you guys? Uh, I, I can't think of anything I care less about than college basketball. <laughs> wow. Um, and there it is. Well, once again... I said I've been I've been out of pocket, so I, I took the family to spring. We did spring break this week, and so I tried to disconnect from anything that was really outside of my family. So um, didn't watch any real news, didn't watch any games. We did m- movie nights. If you know that was the most TV we watched, you know stuff like that. So it was nothing that was just all about me so um i'm i'm kind of i'm, I'm kind of behind um so i got some questions um buff i'm definitely ask you about what's going on with trump um she's about to get locked up lock him up lock so him up can you, can you give the listeners a, a quick overview or are you are you prepared to talk about that um he might get indicted tuesday <laughs> so what does that mean for the, the simple minded that's simple minded that's such a reason. <laughs> what does that mean for the layman the, layman. the layman terms <laughs> including myself uh, if you're someone that has been wanting Trump to be held accountable for any of the many things that you think he needs to be held accountable for this is one step closer to it uh, you gotta keep in mind he's rich so rich people getting indicted versus if Byron got indicted it looks a lot different. But you, <laughs> so, but you you're not about to don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. So, that's right. That's what is he? What is he getting indicted for? Because there's so many. Like you said, there's so many different things that's going on. That that I can't. I believe I, I know it's in New York, and I believe New York was going after him about um, your your charities that ain't really charities mm-hmm. and yeah. stuff like that. I believe basically tax right evasion there. type stuff. Yeah. So yeah. So and he. Um, I've been hearing, like, I don't even pay it any attention anymore. I've been hearing we're one step closer to something happening to him for, I feel like, the last three years. Nothing happened. But this one seems legit because even he kind of believes it and is calling for protest if he is uh, indicted. So Tuesday should be an interesting day. So we'll, we'll see. Yeah, his, his patriots have gone to their little... I don't know whatever corner of the internet they call it uh, now, but um, the orange web. 
it, <laughs> that's what you call it. <laughs> but uh, they've been on, and they're, they're talking about like surrounding Mar-a-Lago and like creating a Patriot moat is what they called it. They were like small or mid-caliber weapons can shoot down low-flying helicopters if uh, uh, police try to use helicopters. Like it's been this whole thing. You talk about the rise of the Civil War or whatever. Um, it's a little bit of that. Like they're like they are not gonna let him get indicted or arrested. Uh, and so. And like you said, Buff, he called for that. He was like, "Y'all got to come out and protect and, and protest." Uh, and so they're they're like, "It's it it's hearkening back to January 6th based off of his rhetoric yeah. that he's like, talking." Isn't this like January 6th all over again? Like, yeah, dude, you're about to incite a riot. You're about to incite mass pandemonium, and you don't see it. Like you you're still playing innocent. And oh, he sees it. He sees it. But he it's just, almost like. He, if it happens, doesn't this help the case against him? It's like, it's more of the dude, you're causing a scene. You're you, you play this innocent bystander role, but you're doing the same thing you did January 6th. And this time it's more blatant. Basically. Hey, don't let him get me. Whatever you need to do. Don't let him get me. But we all know how this is going to pan, pan out. So, mm-hmm. um, but go back to what you were saying about the civil war. The reason I brought that up is because I thought more about it and I, I'm thinking maybe not in the next 10 years, but who knows now with this kind of stuff, it's going to be the rise of a third political party. That's going to cro- That's going to be it. It's not going to be the Democrats versus the Republicans. It's going to be a third political party. You know, Tea Party, maybe. Yeah, yeah but I don't, I don't know. It's going to be somebody. It's going to be another party coming out um, and just causing pandemonium and the orange party might be it. Well, I'm going to jump into a couple of things real fast. So, like I said, spring break, we I took the family to Dallas. I did two spring breaks, which was such a haze. My wife's a teacher, so we went to Dallas for the weekend to start off the spring break. She's a she's a diehard SZA fan. So for Valentine's, I got her SZA uh, tickets Thank you, Ryzen, for helping me pick the seats because I had no idea what to do. The seats were great. The concert overall, pretty dope. You know, I'm, I've never been a SZA fan. I've heard a couple of her songs and stuff like that. But just to see the audience um, interaction and how much they are bought into her. I mean, she's a superstar to make it like she's 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 something special and um, makes pretty damn good music. And it was just I'm a people watcher. So just watching how the youth and others there just took to her. Um, it's a thing of beauty. Like a lot of times we talk about, you know, how worried we are for the future and how this next generation is this or that. And I kind of had this thought process while sitting here watching them and halfway listening to SZA is it's not the youth, it's us. You know, like it's every, every generation has a chance of being the greatest generation until the generations before them beat them down into submission and have them fall into uh, fall into line. So my charge now is really to try to help guide, but let them be themselves. And I say that because I have young kids and 10 years from now when I have teenagers, you know, it might be a little different. But at the same time, you know, when they said, I believe the children of the future, like it's it's real. Like these guys could be what the world is looking for and needing. It's just we're scared of what getting away from what we want and what we're used to. 
and therefore it's uh you know we, we try to beat them into submission so we can keep the conservatism conservatism whatever it is going you know um so and but dope concert and second part i took the family back to dallas um this week for spring break we had a lot we did a lot of events zoo reunion tower uh national science museum and just did a tour of dallas and i say that because it was really um it was really an emotional trip for me because some of my best memories of my dad were in dallas Right. So I, I honestly think the best version of my dad when, was when he was in Dallas, when it was just him, my mom and my siblings and I. And he was young, energetic, optimistic, so full of hope and just like for the future, you know, and the opportunity that was in front of him in Dallas was just like the sky was a limit and he was just a different person. And I I I thank God sometimes. Well, I thank God. And when I think about it, sometimes uh, I got the best version of him. You know, um, I had that two parent household when I was younger. I had that parent that was so invested in my um, my my upbringing and my education and my experiences and stuff like that. So I took my kids on a tour of Dallas, some of our old stomping grounds. And it was weird because I, I realized a lot of different things, even when I took them to the one of the houses we stayed. Well, townhouses we stayed in and that's the first time I realized that we weren't poor but there was a definitely a different in economic standings with me and some of my friends but that's a whole that's a subject for another day so uh but it was a great trip uh was able to kind of relive some of the, the moments and go to some of those places that uh, had special meaning for myself and my family so uh and the reason that was so crazy was this past week marked the the one year anniversary of his passing on the 14th. So um, it was right around that time that we're in Dallas. So outside of that, I don't think I have much more. Um, Rosie, I know uh, Sophie is not with us today. So you have a joke for us? Yeah, man. Yeah. Y'all got me today. So, um, but I, I do want <clears throat> to take a second and, and just say um, it's good hearing about like your dad in Dallas and kind of being able to kind of look back on that and think through that and those good times. Um, keep those, man. Keep those close to your heart, because truthfully, that's what gets you through. Right. Is is, is dwe- not dwelling on not having them, but remembering what you had and then, you know, being there with the family and then being able to see what you have going forward. Um, it, it's it's a good technique, man. So just you know, lean into that. So, um, let's see. Uh, I got a couple. Uh, I, all right, I'm gonna do this one. I'm gonna do this one. Uh, so, why don't white people have rhythm? Because they never got beat. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Happy International Women's Month, uh, everybody. <laughs> Welcome back to Three Brothers No Sense, your favorite barbershop style podcast. Once again, you are joined with Ferg, Rizzi, and Buff. And remember, we're at the part of the, the show where we get into the questions. And as you all know, when you hear the questions, we hear the questions. And unfortunately, when you hear the jokes, we hear the jokes. <laughs> so who's up first today? One of you two. I went first last uh, week, so I'll go unless you want to, Fert. It's up to you, man. All right. Um, so Dion caught a Dion Sanders coach prime, if you will, caught a little flack a few weeks ago on some comments he said. I think along the lines of if he when he's scouting for a defensive lineman, he usually wants one that's coming from a single parent home that's uh, you know, he's gonna fight like hell to get mama out the hood and stuff like that. And if he's looking for a quarterback, he wants them to have two parents, smart, and stuff like that. He called flag for it. But a lot of people were saying that what he said was true. It's just that he shouldn't have said it out loud. So it's kind of like a two-part question for you. Do you agree with all a part of what Dion said? And to a larger extent, is it okay to say things that sound bad out loud but are actually true or should we keep certain things quietly kept i'll jump into it as uh um so first question was what i just want to make sure i get it before i speak do, do you agree with what Dion said coach prime sorry coach prime not only no but hell no like i feel like you're putting stereotypes on people only want a coach who's white and grew up in um, a predominantly good football uh, school and all the like what would make me think that Dion is smart enough to coach white boys who grew up in two parent households and all this stuff. It's it's stereotypes. It's the same reason we have the Rooney rule, like people are putting stereotypes on people based off of certain characteristics they, they believed in. Go back 10, 15 years ago, black quarterbacks didn't stand a chance. They they. They held big down. They held so many black quarterbacks back because they wanted them to fit in this paradigm of what a quarterback should be. And now they're saying that that doesn't work. The best quarterbacks are the 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 the, the, the passing, running, like the option. Like that that wasn't a you know that wasn't. I mean that was high school, college. It wasn't pro football. And I think Dion needs to shut the fuck up. Like he needs to, you know what? Better yet, I take that back. Coach Prime, keep talking. Cause now we know what team you're on. So to your second point, you're saying should people say it? Is I don't know if it's okay to say it, but I want them to say it because I yeah. want to know. And not just that specifically, but just like, yeah, you know, anything. In general. Yeah, like, yeah. I want you to say what you think, because now I know what you th- I don't want to guess who you are. 
get it off your chest. So now I know where you stand and where I stand with you. So to say that these basically it was it was we know what he was saying. I want a a white boy quarterback or a black quarterback that grew up in a white white situation. You know, that's what he's trying to allude to. That that's exactly what he's trying to allude to. And if he says anything differently, then we all know he's lying. And um I think that's BS. Even with the but these hungry guys that's trying to get their mom out the hood, they don't need to, they, they don't need to be smart. They don't need that. They just I just need somebody who's hungry who can go out and tackle somebody who has this, this anger or whatever. This like dude. I mean, that, this is one step away from slavery. Like this is this is a conversation. He's basically auctioning off what he wants for his football team. Like, hmm, give me give me the big buck nigga over there to be my D, D lineman. You know, I, I I don't know, man. It's 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 perpetuating a stereotype that needs to change. People can grow, and these are young men too. Like they're young, they can be groomed. They, if Byron has all the skill set and the the want to do this stuff, maybe because he grew up in hood, that dude that had that same upbringing as a lineman is hungrier than these kids that went to private schools and two parent households that were groomed to be quarterback. You've been telling me my whole life I'll never be a quarterback, and I'm about to show you. And I'm gonna go in because I want it because I want to get my mother out the hood. I know being a quarterback. The opportunity that can that can um that can come with that and all the doors I can open for other black quarterbacks who are in the same situation. These guys might take it more seriously, but we'll never give them a chance. Same reason with these coaches, everything, you know, like this is this is one step away from the uh, the coaching situation in college, college football and pro football. Not enough. And if anybody should understand that it should be him. But you know what? Go, Rizzi. I'm over this dude. I, I don't have much to add, truthfully. I mean, it comes down to is the person, the individual, smart enough to play quarterback, right? Do, do they have the, the vision for the field? Do they have the speed, the agility, the arm, all, all the attributes that you need? Nothing that I've seen said where they grew up or who their parents were or whether they were in a two-person household. The things that make a good quarterback are not that. And I've seen kids that come from single-parent households that are just as cool and collected and calm and they're not as, you know, they 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 don't kind of fly off the handles and stuff like that. And I've seen people from two-parent households that do that exactly that. They can't keep their cool. They can't keep their head about themselves. You know, they they uh, shrink from from danger. They they uh, it it has nothing to do with the parents. <laughs> like I don't I don't get where he he is coming from with that. It really should be look at the character of that kid because the character of that kid period is a thing that actually is going to get them where they're going to be. Right? They're going to be hungry for different reasons. Right? I I don't think. You have to have a hunger to be able to make it to the league no matter what position you're in. Quarterback, D-line, O-line, running back, whatever. You got to have a hunger for it. And the kid from the two-parent household may get that hunger because his dad always wanted to play or whatever. And and so, you know, he's going to push him up. Maybe his dad coached high school 
uh, balling. So he pushed them. And then maybe that kid that didn't have a dad in the uh, household at all. And he just knows that I have an arm. I'm hungry. I want to make it to the league. And I got all the things that I need to be a quarterback. But dad can still be there. Like we just assume because he's not in a household that he's not there. Like that, that, just, that as well. Yeah. So when we talk you know, about like, two parent household, it doesn't necessarily have to be two parents in the house, right? It could be two parents in the kid's life and and doing all of that. But what I'm saying is like all those different situations don't matter, right? Whatever drives that kid, whatever hunger that that kid gets comes from them personally and their their personal drive right and so it can be anything that's causing that and so i don't i don't i definitely don't agree with that and i i agree with you is he's he's stereotyping he's going i guess he's trying to make his job easier and saying oh well those kids that come from those two households uh, i get what he's trying to say in a very very poor way it's like hey i've got to look at I don't know, 1,200, 1,400 quarterbacks in high school right now and try to pick my quarterback. And what thing can I do to kind of start chopping? And and, and so it's I'm going to use that as this crutch. And yes, I may miss seven good candidates, 10 good candidates out of that pool of, say, 500 kids that I chopped off because of that thing, right? That's what he's trying to say but it's still very poorly he's putting it out he's saying it very poorly and i really do think that he's like he really believes that his chances are better in a two-part person household and i I just don't think that i I don't man uh ferg said everything that i pretty much wanted to say probably a little more harsher uh because i always have to say this whenever i discuss people that i liked as a kid growing up. I was a Deion Sanders fan, so I have to put that out there first. But I agree with everything first said. You made the great point that you that you made and 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 just everything you said, like to say you're looking for a player that's coming from a single parent household, okay, what if they flipped it on you and say, well I'm looking for a white coach that's that's coached at a big school before that that has the experience. You know what I mean? So Bomani Jones says something. He's, he has this saying that he says all the time. Listen to me now. Believe me later on. And he has been on the criticism of Dion from, from the beginning. And I think it's been fair criticism. Uh, but he's gotten pushback from fellow black males that say, hey, you're, being, you're a black man tearing down another black man. Well, Dion is giving, giving people a lot of ammunition <laughs> to use with his comments. And I think that comes because... He wants to be a star. He still wants to be a star. He's not looking at just coaching. You know, he has his son giving us all access behind the scenes every day. He's doing every interview, every friendly interview that he can do. He still wants to be a star. And when you're a star and continuing to give certain sound bites, you're going to say, I think, ignorant things like he did. Because, yeah, I think the I think the, the number one argument was, well, what Dion said is no different than what these coaches think anyway. He's just saying it. Okay, yeah, those coaches probably do think that. But as a black coach, he should have been the one to say how that's wrong to think that way. Not go along with with, with the white supremacy. Go ahead, Ferg. If every other coach is thinking that, and he's the first coach that said that, it's like, you don't have to say shit. Like, if everybody <laughs> thinks that, you don't have to say it. Like, 
Rosie, you made a point like, well, I get what he's trying to say. He could have recruited the same 500 people without saying shit. Like there was no benefit to him saying that. There's not one besides, like you said, Buff, I want to stay relevant. I want to say something. You don't have to say shit. He has. It's not like we interview him to get like your quarterback expert. What do you think makes a great like, no, you know, get your name I want somebody who's hungry, who can manage the game, who, you know, that that's coachable, who has athletic, like just give him a generic answer. And it, it gives cover to the white coaches that do believe that. Cause yeah. now they say, see, there's nothing wrong with how I think. That's 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 the right I'm thinking the right way. He's mm-hmm. a coach so Misha. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all I got, man. Like I said, for you you pretty much took care of everything, man. Who next? Oh man. Oh, but wow. the other half of your question though, the whole should they say well, it? Like, um yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I do want to kind of mention on that. Uh, I agree, Ferg. I think they should. I, I I don't believe that whole something should be unsaid or something should be. Uh, if if you believe it, if that's what you believe, say it and deal with it. What's what's the um? I can't remember the the clip, the YouTube clip where the uh, white guy was like, "I can't say the n word," and the black uh, dude was like, "Sure you can. Go ahead, I'll say it with you." You know what I'm saying? You can say it mm-hmm. if you want to say it. Say it. Go ahead, mm-hmm. do it. Uh, and and you deal with the consequences because I feel like whatever you feel you should be able to say and deal with the consequences of it. I mean that, but Wu always talks about. I, I talked. I told him he didn't have tact, uh, and and he doesn't. But th- there are some times where you don't mention things or you say it well because you know you you know how to say things and when to say things so I, I i can see the point of hey sometimes you don't have to say everything right then but i do want you to be able to say what you believe uh at the right time in the right context but but at the same time say what you believe say it say it whenever you want to baby <laughs> as long as there's a uh, camera or something around get it off your chest get it off your chest because we need to know who's in our corner like people have been hiding behind shit too long, you know. Say what you will, because I think Trump is a perfect example. Nobody really expected America to show, let that racism slip show that way. Like we knew they were racist. We needed Trump. We needed to see that. Are you serious? Like y'all really gonna be? Come on now. Like we, people you've known damn your whole lives were Trump supporters. Like you needed to see that. You need to see Dion and people who support his way of thinking. And it's kind of like, thank you. Now, how you react to it is the same, you know, like, hey, I can just kind of still love you, but at, you know, I got my eye on you and keep you at bay. But um, at the same time, keep, keep it going. You know, don't stop. Don't stop, mm-hmm. won't stop. So for me, my question is, it's a weird one. So I started off talking about Happy International Women's Day and uh, talking about the youth. So I'm going to ask you guys this question first. It's a real short answer first. And I want to see where your minds are at. What do you, who do you think, what group do you think is responsible for the majority of the world's problems? Like if you just had to give a demographic, the world, the, the world, world. Craig? 
the world, Craig. Uh, Britain, British, white people. Um, I'll, as a I'll, whole, just white, just white people, or I, I mean, we can say white people, but that's such a broad category. Okay. Right. Um, uh, I mean, there, there's there's white people that are not so bad. Um, not no, <laughs> not not all white people. No. But so, I mean, if they are the majority of the world, then well, well, they're not right. They're because, not yeah, the majority they, of the world, yeah, but yeah. they they that, they've that, held the power. Yeah, yeah. They break that they save anything. Anything good that you give them credit for, you also have to blame them for. Yeah. The bad. So mm-hmm. let let me see if this if you guys agree with me on this older men hyphen white older men like would you kind of agree that's where because it's not just white men or something like that like most of the, the the power lies with older men right uh, yeah yeah I mean when you think about how they've created the systems put them in place held down women until women's suffrage black people and minorities until civil rights i mean you gotta think we're barely over 50 years away from some <laughs> sort of equality i'm not even gonna say like i'm not gonna even put that not as much stress on white men i mean like you said there's, there's a world and they're not the majority right so you go all over the world most most countries are led by older men right like it's 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 kind of the world problem you know, they're the people in power. They're the people that's causing, you know, the wars and, you know, all, all the major problems in the world. So once again, as I said, I, I opened up talking about International Women's Month and the youth. And part of me is really adamant about like the majority of the world's problems are just caused by older men. And if we and this is not going to be a popular opinion, how do you think we would fare if we finally just stepped away? We just got evicted and women had a chance to run the role or the youth. Like I talked about, we, we, we beat it down on the youth and to cater to our whims and our, our ways of thinking uh, that support a um, patriotic, patriarchal, patriarchal society. That's the word. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, like, who do you think would do better, fare better? Like, if we just gave the world and, like, you know, I'm not just saying, like, America elected, you know, a woman. I'm just saying, like, if the world leaders, we gave women a chance. Because we know what, we know what men are going to do. We've seen it. We've seen it since the beginning of time. So, you know, here, here's a here's a, uh, a non-committal, won't pick one side of the fence answer for you. I think it would be just as f***ed up. Why? I think uh, I think it may be different fuck ups, but it'll be just as fucked up because no matter who leads, no matter who's in power, you're always going to have people that win and people that lose. And to the people that are losing, it's going to seem like it's it's going to be fucked up because there is no policy that's going to look out for everyone in the, in the world. There's no there's no there's no policy that's going to uplift everybody. For the people that you uplift, there's a, another group that you have to push down. So if we put women in charge, whatever policies they decide on, what, what, whatever they, whatever uh, wrongs they decide to right or whatever like that, 
you're still going to have losers. We put young people in charge, same thing. It's just going to be maybe different problems, maybe same problems, but probably different problems, but nonetheless problems. And it'll still be a segment of the world, of the country that's up and doing bad. Yeah. And, and I agree. And then mainly because it's not necessarily just like we just talked about Dion in the comment, right? It, it's the qualities that you need to become a leader in in a political system, in a I don't know, monarchy, dictatorship, whatever, to be able to lead large volumes of people. There's certain qualities that you have to have. And there's a little bit of the ruthlessness there. There's a little bit of the, like you say, balancing the scales and figuring out who's going to win, who's going to lose. Um, it's not easy. And when no matter who's leading, there's always going to be that, right? The geopolitics of it all. This country wants more land. That part in that country doesn't. Uh, so what do we do, right? We're going to try some sanctions. And if that don't work, we're going to put our military there. Like they have to make those calls based on all these different factors and whether you're a man or a woman you have to make those calls and sometimes they may be a little different but 80 90 percent of the time is going to be generally the same like uh you know i i look at it almost the same as a democrat and a republican in power and how they react to things right that it's not uh that that's two men doing it and they're on different uh you know ideologies so the the man woman thing is going to be that same thing there's going to be different ideologies there on how we should react to things how we should deal with things what policies we should put in place there there's not going to be a big difference in whether women led or men led today now if society had grown in a matriarchal society from the start and we all grew but there there are i mean historical tales of matriarchal societies that were still just as war hungry and did just as many atrocities to their people and everything that that happens whether it's a man or or, or woman whether it's patriarchal or matriarchal it's gonna happen regardless i think it really just comes down to what the people feel what they grow how they grow and as your countries grow larger what ends up happening is you have to start thinking about way more things they talk about communism and communes work for very very small groups communism doesn't work when you start getting to very large interconnected groups and 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 all of that so that's the kind of the difference there is you you start shifting toward different political systems based on how large a group is how many different um you know people that are there and what they believe and and their thoughts and their values and everything so it's i i don't see much difference happening just because women take over so what i take from you guys very interesting points i'm not uh, disagreeing with either one i just want to push back because that's why I ask the question if we're all going to agree, right? Um, Riza, you you made an interesting point about, you know, it'll be the same just starting with today. Like if women just took over power today, you know, so men are up the world that much that there's there's no hope. Almost that's how I took like, there's no hope for the world. Like it's it doesn't matter who's in charge, regardless there was men, women, kids, youth, whatever, because the world is doomed. Like the world is, the world's going to be f- up for, from from here on out period there's there's no hope because if nobody can make a change no one group then what are we what are we really doing it's always so, going to be up so they can make a change it'll just be different ups 
I mean, you look at this is a this is a small scale, but you look at women that are in in politics, not just local, like high national okay. politics. And then you hear when when they're no longer in office, you hear a story about how they treated their staff and yeah. and things like that. Like it's no different than than how rude I, men are. You know what I mean? And so I feel you. Though I think my pushback was like because they're every example you've given it was still still operating in a patriarchal society like it's still like they are fitting in they have to play they have to play by these rules to be respected and stuff like that so it's it's never i guess the closest thing i can compare it to now that i think about it is being at like an hbcu like when you're around when you have this small segment where this is your world and the 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 relationships, yeah, it's gonna still have its. I'm not saying though they're gonna have this this utopia. Like I don't think any group is gonna create a utopia. But a lot of the problems, there's still problems there. But there's so many other benefits that you can't, you don't get other places because of just this different energy that is created within that that confines of that campus and that network. So. Yeah, you can go to a, I mean, a PWI and be part of the BSU and all that stuff, but you're still kind of operating within the parameters of the school because you're still part of the minority. So I see like if a woman got elected today, it's still like if uh, the forever first lady got elected, you know, she still has to compete with the male dominated American uh, political system and the rest of the male dominated world. But in this one instance, where it's women who may have grown up in this, well, who may have, who grew up in this male-dominated world, and maybe really have this, 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 this true hope of like, like, ladies, we got to get it right because these dudes have messed it up. Um, same thing with the youth. You made another point about maybe if it started that way, you know, that, that's a that's a whole other thing. You know, it's I never thought about it like that. If they started from the beginning of time. Who knows? Like we're we're looking at it from a patriarchal society. Like, yeah, they they'll never be able to fix the fuck-ups we made. Like it's 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 still going to be. Well, that's what I took from. It's, it's still going to be the same. You know, not the same issues, but the same outcome. People are going to survive. Some people are going to thrive. Some people are going to be. You know, would it be would it be better? Like, there's nothing. Nothing's perfect. You know. Would, would would the world be better off? Would there be less homeless? Like all the things are major issues that we have, you know, because we know, like I said, every war, you know, like not every war. The world wars once started with the women. You know, it, it, it's, it's always been the men, you know, messing things up. And I'm not saying that they're going to do a, a great job. I just want to push back and like, oh, we've been in power so long. What if there was a that might be the civil war we need uh, <laughs> an uprising and there was a change of thought process, a change of leadership. And I don't even think if it was just one or two great women, it would have to be a mass overhaul like, of you know, business leadership, you know, political systems where I, I don't know, man. I just it was just an interesting thought because when I was just talking, I forgot who I was talking to about this. And he was just like, hmm interesting point I, I never thought about that way because i'm a guy and i never you know we just never thought about women running the world because that's just how it is we just always assume that the majority of the power is going to come from men so i, I, I mean, don't know like i said you, you look at some of the monarchies where women were 
the queens and still operating it, in a male dominated society i mean but it, it's it's the power structure it's it's not a male dominated society when you think about it like that it's about how do i keep my power and, and who do they to go to keep war your with? power they went you to know. war with i mean but they went to war because they had to keep their power yeah and the thing about it is if that next door neighbor was a woman, would they have had to go to war? I'm not saying yes or no, but like we don't know. Like they're still I, operating I just, in a. I just know their women are some of the cattiest people you know. You hear it, right? I mean that like those are the tropes when you hear about women. Um, like women can't get along, and and you you hear all those things. It's no, it's not much difference there. It, it's it's because we've got these stereotypes out there of men act this way, women act this way, but there are women that act just like what you would think of of a guy and there's guys that act just like you would think from a woman it's like that, that i don't think the the gender makes a difference in that it's who can rise to power and plus i i you know it's not so much that i don't think uh women can make a difference or do better it's just i just think human nature human nature always takes over human nature always wants the power someone else has Human nature always wants to win versus lose. And at the end of the day, you're going to still get the same. You may get different, but similar issues and problems that we've gotten in the society we're in now. So this is the reason conservatives are always scared that they'll lose the power because there's then I see why they would never put black people in power. And Mm -hmm. and I see why. Like, it's what's the point? It, it definitely is. That's that's remember I, I I said it a couple times. Conservative conservatism equals racism, and it's not the people that are conservatives are inherently racist. It's that they're trying to conserve that power structure. They may not even know that's what they're trying to do, but that's what they're trying to do, and it it definitely hurts minorities based on that. I just like to say I disagree with that every time you say that. <laughs> That it is racism, or that they may yeah, not know that it's yeah, racism. Liberalism is just—it's—it's it's racist too. Like, what do you like? White supremacy is white supremacy. Whether it's conservatism or liberalism, it—it it, ain't—it ain't just inherently conservative. We hide no. when I when I say that when I when I agree with partially what he's saying, I think it's more of a movement than a party. So I think liberals and conservatives, same damn people. Yeah, yeah. I'm not looking at it. From when that. I say conservatives, I'm talking about like. The powers that be want to conserve. I say old black people are some of the most conservative people in the damn world. Yep. The the Bible thumpers, the anti-gay, you know, like conservative. They want to keep the power structure. The the black men who are super toxic and all this conservative. They want to keep things the same way. They I don't necessarily believe it's just racism. I just think it's 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 the isms. Conservatism okay. is the conservatism <laughs> is the the parent of all ism is a power is a parent of all isms. That's exactly what it is. Like you, whoever is in power, I want to keep things the way it is. You know, yeah. I still want to be. I still want my you know come home to a meal and a big piece of chicken and the the, the the oven and all this stuff. That's what men want. You know, they want their woman to work and still clean and you know take care of the kids. That's what we want. And I say we as like as men in general, like the people, yeah. like maybe not us, but that's what the men in today's society want. They want to be sexed. They want all this stuff. We want it. So good question, man. Good pushback, too, by the way. Good yeah, yeah. I, some, I had somebody do it just because 
<laughs> Rise, what you got for us? Um, mine might be quick. I wanted to uh, you always say that shit up. Yeah, I, I, I do. Um, but you know, Buff, you talked about should we say everything on our mind or or should we put it out there the unwritten's. Um, but I I have uh, a a young lady that you know I she shall s- s- remain unnamed. Um, but you know, I talked to her a good bit and, um, she is very open and honest and, you know, has this kind of, she's dating and while she's dating, she's very kind of fur. You talked about me, uh, where it's just like, you ask what happened to da da da. And I just be like, eh, uh, she's kind of like that as well. And, um, she was like, am I toxic? or I don't want to be toxic, but when I stop liking the guy or I don't feel like I'm going to be, you know, with the guy anymore, I'm honest about it. And I just kind of move on or whatever. And no matter when that is in a relationship. And so it could be a week, it could be two weeks, it could be a month, whatever she moves on. Um, and I wanted to ask you guys, is that honesty? Is that toxic that, Oh, we've dated for two months or a month and I'm moving on because I'm not feeling it anymore. Or, you know, that like, is that toxic? But when you really think about what people label as toxic, that kind of is it, right? It's like, Uh, in general, we'll talk. I use that as an example, but in like with guys, I smashed and I really don't feel like it's going anywhere after a week or whatever. And I move on. Is that really toxic or is it just me being honest with how I'm feeling? Okay, I'm glad you you can go, Buff. I feel like you wanted to. Oh, I was gonna say we overuse toxic first and foremost. I just want to put that out there. Every, we label everything toxic, and not everything is toxic. No, that, that example you gave is not toxic unless unless they go into the relationship or, or the dating, whatever it is, and intentionally lie and lead them on to think that it will be long term you know what I mean like if you're just kicking it y'all hanging out and, and you're in a relationship but you decide it's not for you it's not what you want cool you have the freedom to do that that's not toxic I think it's only toxic if you when when the lying and, and intentionally misleading people that's when I think it becomes toxic 100% buff I, I, I agree because you if you go in a relationship and you're like you know what I want to see where this goes you know I like her I'm feeling her of course I want to smash you know I am who I am but it's I'm not going in just to smash with the intent of leaving her as soon as I, I get uh, I, 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 that happens because then unless you 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 leave with that like look man I'm, I'm a very physical person I want to see where this goes you know like Maybe the sex just broke it up. But but if you're just going in just to smash, you're lying to her and telling her or him that it's going to be more than what it is. And you know, there's no chance of this being more than what it is. Then I don't even call that toxic. You're just a liar. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just that's just who you are. You're not toxic. You're just a liar. And my thing is, I don't like liars. You know, one thing I said, Rise, is I I wouldn't, I didn't lie. Mm-hmm. I didn't lie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I didn't lie. You know, um, if something was going on with us, me and you, and if I had a lady, you know I had a lady. I ain't gonna, nah, you know I got a lady. I'm not gonna tell you it's gonna be more than what it was. Um, either in 
be along for the ride, enjoy what whatever we have, and keep it moving. Like I'm not gonna break it with my lady for you. Not not about to happen. Those are never the conversations. And that's just me. And let's get away from me. I think just in general, if if you go into a relationship and you're not interested anymore, get out. I think that's the that is healthy. That's not not only is it not toxic, that is healthy. You free yourself up and that person up to go on about their life. Yes, it might hurt them or it might hurt you. And it is not easy to do. But I tell people all the time, I was good at that. Like, "Mm, I'm over this because now I don't want you holding on to me for six months or whatever. We're trying to make it work and there's no chance this is going to work. And you miss out on Buff because you could have met Buff at month three, but you were busy dealing with my my bullshit and trying to make it work. Go meet Buff. He he's he's the man. He's the one that's going to honor you more than I am. You know, maybe maybe he's the one because we both know, or at least I know, I'm not the one. <laughs> you know, I remember I told I, I <laughs> I've said these words. You're gonna make somebody very happy one day, just not me. <laughs> you need to probably go on and find somebody else. And that one person decided to stick around as long as she did. Would she probably consider me toxic for leading her on? Maybe. Um, that wasn't my intention because I never lied to that person. I never lied to that person, never led that person on. Like if you're in that situation and maybe that's it. If, if, is that toxic? If you, you know, like, look, this ain't gonna work. This, it is what it is. You might want to go do somebody else. You might mess with somebody else because this ain't gonna work. And you keep coming back. I mean, I'm not a liar. Right, right. And, and I a, think I, I wanted to bring that up because I think the too often guys get, like you say, Buff, they get labeled as toxic when they were honest. And the girl came in thinking, I'm going to change him. I'm going to make him love me. He hasn't found the right one. I'm that chick. I'm the right one. So we're going to make it work. And when things play out, just like he described, or not even how he described, like you said, he, it, I think a lot of guys do go in with the intention of not just smashing. It's like, let's see where it goes, right? Whatever that is. Yes, I want to smash, but we'll see where it goes. And when it doesn't get to relationship and they, they bone out, the lady's like, oh my God, what happened? And, and you know, label the guy toxic because he's dating he's out doing his thing dating seeing people but even when uh I, guys don't label women toxic as much um as from what i've seen uh so and maybe it's because guys really don't care if she breaks it off or not as much um and so nah, i, I don't know care. what that is we be in our feelings that's why Drake is. That's why Drake has a whole following. <laughs> but so why is it that guys don't label girls as toxic? If we uh, if we feel that kind of that same and we eat because I, 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 I feel like sometimes we don't go through the same things they do as far as the way they break it up. You know, like plus you can get hurt by a situation, but that person not be toxic. Yeah, you know uh, what I mean. Like like just because like and that's what toxic has become. They hurt my feelings. They're toxic. Mm-hmm. No, I told you I didn't want to be in a relationship. You chose otherwise. Yeah. Now you hurt, but I'm toxic. <laughs> no. And most of the time, I think women are more careful with feelings and how they they deal with those situations. Because guys, when we check out, we check out. 
especially if we kind of told you what's going on, you know, like any hurt feelings after this point is on you. When a woman kind of tells us she's over us, a couple of things happen. We 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 get crazy and stalk him and all that stuff because guys do get emotional. Mm-hmm. It's not act like they ain't over here, you know, getting restraining orders and shit. Um, well, we a lot of times we just dip, you know, like to protect our ego. Like we might lie to ourselves. Like I think that might be it. Sometimes we we're so busy lying to ourselves that we're not hurt because we don't want to deal with the hurt. We don't want to face the reality of the hurt that this person just broke my heart. I really thought she was the one. You know, I thought she was one of the good girls. I really liked her. Yada yada yada. Um, it didn't work out. And then you, you know, like I've been hurt. Like I, th- I want to say, I'm, I'm sure guys on here, everybody's been hurt on here, but I've been hurt. You know, so um, I couldn't call her toxic. I, I did say there was qualities about her that didn't didn't work out, or I should have seen from the get go, or you know, but um, I would never call her toxic. At least, at least she didn't come off that way, you know. Um, yeah, we probably and truthfully, we probably don't call them toxic. We call them um, a <laughs> or you know, she loose uh, or whatever. Like I that really kind of like because they don't have to even about cheating or anything. I just think we 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 lied to ourselves or we already saw the writing was on the wall. Like we realized that you know what, I probably have more to do why with why this didn't work. <laughs> you know and I talk about it all the time like with Z was the first woman I really fully committed myself I'm not gonna say I cheated on everybody but Z was the first person I really committed myself to to the point where I I, I'm purposely said if it doesn't work I know I've given it my all never did that yeah it works it works you know like yeah Okay, you know, she wasn't, you know, we dated for six months. You know, it didn't work out. You know, she wanted more time. Yeah, she probably could have got more time if I wasn't out here tricking out. You know, <laughs> you know, it, it is what it is, you know. So it didn't work out because kind of, I get it. You know, after I'm out of my feelings, you know, after I'm singing my, done singing my Drake verses, I get it. it, it you know, it was, it was partly me. And we're, well, I think we're willing to recognize that. that yeah we're willing to recognize that because that all men are dogs like we don't have that we don't have any generic sayings like that like all men all all women are dogs all women are this. like it's all men are dogs there's a whole why is that even a saying what is the most generic saying that we have about all women they're emotional there it is yeah and does yeah. that is that is that enough to break us up you know you know, it isn't as emotional is not as I don't think it's as damning as like all men are dogs pretty much says all men ain't shit. like that's that's what I get from that. Unless you guys take it another way. No, nope, pretty much. You know, so it's some of his accountability. I saw one worse than that. Somebody said all men have raped or participated in rape behavior. I was like, Whoa! Whoa! Yeah, that was a hot take. Uh, yeah. yeah, but men, men, we 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 don't we do generalize some things, but it's never. I don't think any of our generalizations are as harsh and damning as the ones women give us. Like it's, it's like, don't trust no man. Wow. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> all men cheat. Like those are those are the same. Those are the things that are said by men. You know, nobody's like, all women cheat. You know, like, 
We don't say that. Like you might hear somebody say that. You might y'all uncle like, oh, don't trust her. Don't trust her as far as you can see her. All women cheat too. Like you might have that old uncle to say that, but that's not the generic, you know, local, you know, words of wisdom that are passed down beyond uh, past generation to generation. So, you know. Oh, with that being said, let's go ahead and close it on out, fellas. Um, our brother podcast, Truth Be Told Sports, they're having a um, what is the greatest sports movie of all time bracket. So uh, make sure if you follow them to to vote on the different movies. And I also say that because uh, we have discussed about a month ago, I brought up the idea not long after Billboard came out with their top 50 uh, rappers of all time. I was like, hey, we should, not just us three, but us and the listeners, we should come up with our own top 50 greatest rappers of all time. And I didn't want to do it while Truth Be Told Sports was doing their bracket because uh, we have a lot of, the, we have some of the same followers. So I didn't want to seem like we was like, I don't know, doing the same thing. So in about a few weeks or so, uh, if we're not lazy, because that's always a possibility. <laughs> We're going to try and come up with a way to, uh, my idea is to have the listeners like, just name your top five, I mean, your top 10 rappers of all time. And hopefully we'll get a whole bunch of different 10 rapper lists. And then from there, we'll try and narrow it down and narrow it down until we get uh, the top 50. And it'll be a list that nobody who follows us will, you can't get mad because that's what list are for. Everybody gets mad at list. But everybody will have input because that's the first thing people say when they see a list. Who put this list together? What was they thinking? You won't be able to say that this time because we all going to be able to put it together. Okay, so that is something that we may attempt to do again. We also may get lazy and not do it and move on to something else. So I just want to put that out there. <laughs> Inspire you on there. Hold us accountable, man. <laughs> so, Rizzy, can we at least open it up to get nominees? Is there a way we can do nominees? Uh, so we can start building yeah. it? I can, I can figure out something uh, yeah. on there. Notice I Let's- said Rizzy. Right, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm gonna try to keep track of, the, so it's not gonna be all on you, though. Okay, I'm all gonna, right, all right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to keep track of all the lists. Cool. Who oh, lot it's gonna be hard, but yeah, it's something I want to do. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> um, all I got, man. I want it's happy belated birthday to your favorite doctor's favorite doctor, uh, Gisela Ward. So, uh, Gigi, oh. happy birthday. Um, it, it was late birthday, but um. I forgot to mention you last week. So shout out to her. Uh, and then shout out to uh, the the homie or my little niece, Ariel Beavers, uh, about to graduate a year early from high school and uh, going into uh, college. So we're uh, anticipating uh, the college selection, see where she goes. But shout out to her for graduating a year early. She's finishing up everything. And to parents out there, um, ACAP, is coming so that is kind of the placement test for uh, Alabama to make sure that everybody is on track uh, with their reading levels and and math levels and everything Uh, so that's coming up probably within the next two weeks depending on the school system you're in make sure your kids are getting a good night's sleep eating breakfast you're getting them to school on time all that stuff because it's really really important for the kid to be able to get advanced especially when they're in second third grade because if they aren't up to reading standards by the third grade, uh, they will automatically get held back and the school has no choice about it. So 
Uh, third grade, fourth grade are very, very important. Uh, so if you um, have a third grade and have a fourth grade out there, make sure you're getting them to school on time. Make sure you're feeding them uh, in the morning before they go to school uh, so that they are ready to take this. They're getting some good sleep the night before, all that good stuff. Uh, so that's all I got, man. Just want to put that out there because I, I know it's a big deal for uh, the second, third, fourth graders. Thank you, Rosie, because uh, I definitely be forgetting about that. Um, so a couple of things. One, Buff mentioned Black Girl Magic, I think, last week. Yeah. And you, we kind of joked around what it was. And so I just wanted to kind of give a shout out to some things I've seen recently. For one, um, SZA, what she's doing, like she's just hot and upcoming and like her concert and her following and the impact she's making on the culture. Keep doing your thing. Was at the movies this week, fell asleep, but was at the movies this week and saw previews and saw the preview for The Little Mermaid. And so to Haley, Bailey. Is it Hallie, Hallie, Bailey? I'm like, that didn't sound right. Keep doing your thing to my step goddaughter, Haley Mancarella. Keep doing your thing. And something that was also interesting is I heard a heard a rumor that they're looking to do a live version of Princess and the Frog. And so I'm excited about that because having a little black girl with magical black girl of my own that I love and support the more representation the better and I would love to see and she loves Princess Tiana to see um, a live version of that however it would be so shout out to a little black girl magic you know there's way more out there than that but there's some things I just wanted to give kudos to also like I said uh, this past week marked the one year anniversary of my my dad passing Kenneth Carter so love you dad you're you're gone but not forgotten to my siblings my family I know we've all been um under a lot of emotions the last few weeks because my grandmother also passed this uh a year ago this month uh on 3-3 so within 11 days I lost my grandmother and my my father so to the Carter family you know my heart goes out to you we're going to get through this together but on a brighter note this time last year we were all in Vegas hanging out enjoying um, each other's company and friendship and a hundred dollar burger hundred dollar burger so happy anniversary to Bruce and Alexis McCoy they're in Vegas now enjoying each other uh, reminiscing on the fun times and the energy we had. So once again, happy anniversary to the McCoys. And with that being said, Three Brothers No Sense, your favorite barbershop style podcast. Remember the six rules of podcasts. Listen, like, share, subscribe, comment, and most importantly, listen again. Talk to you next week.